Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, July 18, 2023. Before we get started today, I want to give a shout out to everybody. I want to say thank you very much for the people who emailed me and DM'd me yesterday, Neil, Jeff, for the name change comments and suggestions. Thank you very much for reaching out. I also want to say thank you for everybody who's left comments on Apple Podcasts and gave us 41 five-star ratings. It is amazing. I just want to give everybody a shout out. Google everything on my iPhone. Thank you for the comments and the five stars. Pat Ty, JH Expanse, Amanda, Metaverde, this one that I'm not even going to try to read, Terminal Hut, Mama Dia, Wordman, Bossy McBosserton, WJN, Balking, Joshua, Know Your Man, Metaverse Lawyer, Anton Gardens. Thank you very much, everyone, for leaving comments and five-star ratings. And if you haven't, please do us a favor. Leave a five-star rating and comments. No matter where you are in the world, iTunes will love to have your rating and comments. Let's get into this crypto news. Coinbase's CEO Brian Armstrong will meet privately with a group of Democrats from the United States House of Representatives and plans to make remarks on the future of digital asset legislation. In this private meeting, it looks like he's going to touch on taxes, national security, privacy, climate, and obviously he's going to talk about the SEC. And my quick comment and observation about this is like, look, the leverage that Brian has over, say, CZ, because he's in the country, he's meeting with legislators, uh, people within the business, other CEOs from different industries, is massive. And I know Brian's advocacy could help Binance and Binance.us. However, I don't know why they would want to do that. So I don't know how this is going to work out, but I just want to point out the massive benefit that Coinbase has by having a CEO in the country and be able to go around and meet and talk to people. Ron DeSantis, the Florida governor and GOP presidential hopeful, says that he vows to ban CBDCs if he's elected president. He said this in quote, Done. Dead. Not happening in this country. If I'm the president on day one, we will nix central bank digital currencies. As you guys know, central bank digital currencies or CBDCs are tokenized forms of the country's fiat currency issued by the government. Now, this has become a growing wedge issue between the Republicans and the Democrats. The GOP are broadly speaking not in favor of CBDCs, and the Democrats 
basically aren't saying anything about it. Now, here's my question to everybody who's saying I'm a ban of CBDC and to Governor DeSantis. FedNow was launched the other day. It's the interbank instant payment infrastructure designed to support instant retail payments, and it operates 24 hours a day. And that was released by the Fed. And if you have this system already being rolled out by the Fed, saying that you're going to ban CBDCs, does that actually mean anything? If the Fed already has something very similar to what you want to launch with a CBDC? I'm just wondering if this is political posturing and it really doesn't have any weight to it because the product already exists. And here's the other thing. This tech is probably needed. But what is not needed is the surveillance, the infringement of privacies, the ability to control payments or block your payments or the government restricting access to your funds. That's what's not needed, but the tech itself might be needed. So to say I'm going to ban CBDCs is basically saying I don't want our technology and our fiat currency to evolve to become competitive with other countries that are developing this technology. What I actually think they're probably saying is that I'm going to position myself as a constitutional, free rights, protect your privacy kind of person and know that this FedNow product already exists. And so it's like a misdirection. Am I right? Wrong? Off base? What do you think? Bookings at todayweb3.com. Oh, Gary G, Gary Gensler, the chair of the SEC, he's expressed his disappointment. He's disappointed, guys. Aw. He's disappointed with the judge's recent ruling on the SEC's ongoing case against Ripple. He said that the SEC is looking and assessing the option to appeal the ruling. Now, remember last week, Democratic congressman from the Bronx, Richie Torres, said that the SEC is acting like cops, not regulators. And Gary Gensler said this in seemingly a reply to that. He said that the SEC has always spoken through enforcement actions, and they have done this regularly since 1960 on a matter of such as insider trading. He continues to say, we bring over 700 enforcement actions each year because Congress has put us here to protect you, the investors, and be a cop on the beat. He continued to compare the crypto markets with stock trading in the 1920s before passing the securities laws, saying that crypto is rife with fraud and abuse. And he continued to say, in quote, we're going to continue trying to bring firms that may not be into compliance into compliance without prejudging any of them. And speaking of the SEC, the SEC has accepted a second spot Bitcoin ETF from Valkyrie. And remember, this just means that they're looking at it and they're getting comment from the public and institutions. Now, I don't know if this is going to happen or not, and I will be more surprised if Gary lets this go through. But here's what I think strategically he should do is I think that he should let this Bitcoin spot ETF go through so that he can take the focus away of the regulation or the enforcement actions he's trying to do. Now, I'm not saying I agree with this, but if he gives the Bitcoiners what they want, a spot Bitcoin ETF, if he gives crypto a spot Bitcoin ETF, he can shift the focus away from him taking enforcement actions against different companies for being, in air quotes, unregistered securities. But if he continues to go to war with everything crypto, I think he's going to have a lot of problems. Maybe letting this one through is his best bet to actually do his job and take a lot of heat away from him. What do you think? Bookings at todayweb3.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Do you guys remember BlockFi? It was a crypto lender. And they were alleged to have kept substantial amounts of client funds on FTX, even though its leadership saw the exchange's highly questionable balance sheet well before the demise of FTX. And again, this is alleged. Apparently, allegedly, the CEO, Zach Prince, insisted on continuing to do business with the trading desk of FTX, granting the multi-billion dollar loans largely collateralized by FTT tokens. An anonymous informant said this, that Zach Prince dismissed concerns, urging the risk team to get comfortable with Alameda being a huge borrower with just FTT and other collateralized types instead of GBTC shares. It's the largest, clearest growth opportunity we have, he said. So it looks like BlockFi made multiple loans to Alameda. Alameda repaid its initial outstanding debt, basically down to zero, and then BlockFi simply reloaned $900 million to the company, to Alameda, between July and September of 2022 backed almost entirely by FTT. A leaked version of Alameda's balance sheet had emerged, showing that the large shares of its assets included $5 billion worth of FTT. And according to CoinGecko, FTT reported's market cap at that time was only $3.5 billion, signaling that something was really wrong and Alameda's FTT stash wasn't realistically tradable. Also, if the market cap was only $3.5 billion and BlockFi had around one-third of the FTT, it's also illiquid. Anyway, it looks as though, allegedly, BlockFi's CEO and management was putting on blinders, not assessing risk, and just YOLOing it. And finally, WormGPT. What is WormGPT? I know what you're asking. Well, anyway, it's kind of like ChatGPT, but it was designed specifically for malicious activities. And WormGPT has been trained on malware-related data sets. Cybercriminals are now using WormGPT to launch types of phishing attacks known as business email compromise attacks. Basically, ChatGPT has guardrails, so you can't do crazy stuff with it. WormGPT doesn't have those guardrails, so you basically you can ask WormGPT to develop anything. If you're wondering what phishing attacks are, phishing attacks are one of the oldest yet most common forms of cyber attack. They're commonly executed via email, text messages, or social media posts under false names. In a business email compromise attack, an attacker poses as a company executive or employee and tricks the target into sending money or sensitive information. So basically, AI and this worm GPT is making it very easy for people to write convincing human-like emails, making frauds harder to spot. And if this worm GPT was trained on malicious activities, malicious data sets, it's basically putting in a prompt saying, hey, write me a phishing attack and help me organize and plan all of this. And it's going to help you do that. I think we need to acknowledge one thing, though is that the only thing from keeping these AIs from going off the rails is these guardrails that some people in some company put in place. So, is the Pandora's box already opened? Let me know what you think. Now let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And the time is 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Fear of Greed Index is at 57. It's neutral. Bitcoin is at $29,819, down 1.5% in 24 Ethereum's at $1,893, down 1.2%. Tether's number three, XRP is number four at 75.6 cents, up 2.7%. And BNB is at 239, down 1.5%.
rounding off the top 10, we have USDC, Cardano, Solana, Doge, and Tron. Okay. The total market cap is at 1.19 trillion, down a percent, a BTC dominance of 48.5, and an ETH dominance of 19%. And that was our show today. Thank you very much for listening. And again, email me, whatever you like to email me, at bookings at todayweb3.com. That email will change. As soon as I figure out a good email for it, I want to say again, thank you for everybody who reached out and gave me suggestions. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.